Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. And this is Toy by Chance, where we come to talk all things movies, television, news, streaming, sports, all that good stuff. And this week, we are back to our regular scheduled programming-ish, because we are back to our anniversary series, which we are using this time to talk about... Well, not, well, not using it, but we were given uh, 2001's... We're talking about movies that are celebrating the 20th anniversary. Better way to put that. <laughs> 20th anniversary movies. Uh, to which you guys gave us Ocean's Eleven. Uh, Indeed. And yeah, this is a, again not a not a surprising pick. No, I mean I when when you said that I kind of figured that that's where that was going to go. Yeah, but you know it's it, it's a it's a worthy it's a worthy representative for two thousand one. A lot of good movies in 01, though too. A lot of good movies in 01. Yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot of good a lot of good ones we could have talked about. But we got we got we got Ocean's Eleven, which will be will be we'll get we'll get to later. But for right now. We have our regularly scheduled segments, first of which is no, no, no major NFL free agent who's Oh, that's right. <laughs> There's a big one. Sam Darnold has been saved, everybody. He has been saved. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. He is out of, he is out of Jersey. Yeah, Sam yeah. Darnold has been traded away. Uh, he's been traded to the new, uh, the, not the New York Patriots, the Carolina Panthers, which <laughs> is a little interesting. Bit south. A little bit so, which is, it is interesting because. I believe Teddy Bridgewater is still under contract. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what this move's about. Um, I know Darnold's probably happy because he's out of New York or Jersey. He's at, he's but, at a Jersey. Uh, I mean, anyone would be happy to be out of Jersey. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just that's that's that franchise is just a mess. Which kind of which is kind of I mean again they're going through a massive massive rebuild right now. Kind of crazy because like they also signed uh, Robbie Anderson, which was their. Uh, a New York receiver who also went to Carolina. So now they're kind of reunited there, which is crazy. I mean, now here's the thing. Sam Darnold is an interesting case. He shows flashes of brilliance followed by some of those baffling decision-making you'll ever see in your life. So between him and Teddy Bridgewater, who are you giving the starting job to if you're Carolina? I imagine they're just going to ride Bridgewater. You think so? I mean, just because he has the uh, – I mean, he has the uh... – Experience. I mean, I don't know, uh, but I mean, Bridgewater can be up and down. They both can. Both. Um, uh, maybe they're going to see what happens the first couple games of the season. Go with the hot hand. I don't know. I would imagine it's Bridgewater. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see like what the New York Jets just period look like next. Not, well, the Jets and the Panthers look like next period next year. Yeah, and, and I'm kind of curious who's going to be the Jets quarterback. I mean, they're 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 going Zach Wilson first round oh you think you think so byu's quarterback absolutely i I don't think there's any situation where they take unless they're unless they want to go like justin fields would be a good pick but i feel like zach wilson zach wilson's got he's got an arm dude he's got an arm yeah he does he looks he looks good and he's i think um yeah he's at uh, steve young's uh alma mater so i was kind of hoping he goes to the niners at one pick uh, lower we'll see what happens again I mean, again, unless you know, unless the Jets, uh, the Jaguars lose their mind and take, don't take Trevor Lawrence. Which, I can't see them not. But no, yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, unless they like lose their minds, <laughs> they're taking Trevor with the first. Seen pick. crazy? Have seen crazier things at the draft? So we've, who knows? Yeah, we've, we've seen we've have seen crazier things happen in the draft. So anything could happen. I can imagine like Urban Meyer like retiring on the spot if they don't take Trevor Lawrence, like quitting on the yeah. spot. Yeah, it's like oh, I'm done. Nope, we're not doing this. Yeah, I'm 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 done now. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, congratulations, Sam Darnold, on your de- new destination. Hope things work out for you. Hope we can get back to the you know back to the quarterback we know you can be from your days at USC. 
Really want really want Pittsburgh to pick him up, but I guess it's not happening now. Uh, uh, so that's it for the only NFL thing we're talking about happening recently. But now we're going to our regular segment, Trailer Talk, which, again, we shot the last one pretty far in advance, so we have a lot to discuss today. Um, first, what we're going to talk about is Spirits Untamed. So Spirit oh, yeah. Untamed, is, this is a curious case of a movie. Because in 2000, I think 2003, if I'm not mistaken, it might which, have been. Which, you, you talking about Spirited Away? No, no, Spirit, Spirit's Died in the Cimarron. Oh, man, I don't even know. 2002. I, so I, I, in 2002, I was say it was early 2000. In 2002, there was a movie that came out called Spirit's Died in the Cimarron. It was a DreamWorks movie. Didn't catch, wasn't, didn't make a huge impact. I mean, it made money. Didn't make a huge yeah. impact on anything. Um, flash, fast forward to 15 years later, they had a Netflix show, a very successful Netflix show, might I add, uh, spanned about 10 seasons for, combined for a total of 68 episodes. Wow. Yeah. Don't exactly know how that works, but yeah. Uh, 68 episodes across 10, I guess 10, 10 group releases. Uh, so, but now, and now, I guess, yeah, I guess that was successful enough to that they're making a theatrical movie based on that. And the craziest thing is that the people that got involved in this, uh, like, um, Jake Gyllenhaal is the voice in this movie, um, yeah. Julianne Moore, Walton Goggins. Did you recognize the voice of the mother? No. Uh, see, to me, it sounded like Penelope Cruz. Yeah, I, I could see it. Sound, obviously, it was a Spanish uh, actress. I I don't know. It could be her. Could be turns maybe out some not, Hayek. Turns out it's not. It's neither of them. It's Asa Gonzalez really? doing that. Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was strange. But yeah, uh, focusing on uh, three young girls trying to go and reunite the titular horse with his family, which seems a lot like the plot of the first one. Now that I think about it. But uh, yeah. So, uh, do you, do you remember the first spirit at all? I know it's, a, I know it's no. a lot to try and recollect. Yeah, I know. Neither, neither Nobody does. No. People remember the Brian Adams soundtrack for not good reasons. But it's... Uh, oh, my God. He did do that. Okay. He did do I, that I, I, vaguely remember, I vaguely remember the movie. I never. I didn't see it, but I vaguely remember the soundtrack. People have a fond nostalgia for it. I haven't seen it, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, so I can't, I can't vouch for it. But what do you think of the look of Spirit, Stallion, uh, Spirit Untamed? I mean, this is something, obviously, I'm going to take probably my daughter, too, because it just kind of has that feel to it um i mean it's okay I mean, it wasn't one of those ones where i was like yay i was kind of like confused i was like wait a minute spirit i was like that's not spirited away that's that's wait a i'm like no I'm, I'm like i'm in a wrong ballpark here i'm like but um it was nice to see dreamworks putting out some stuff again so um it, it looks okay i thought it was a cheap plug for uh, taylor swift songs i noticed uh, an, um, uh, an old Taylor Swift song now that I, now that I, yeah, and I think I, about it. And, I, so I, and then I'm like, I'm like, oh, well, maybe she does a voice in it, maybe. You know what I mean? And nope. sure enough, there was no Taylor Swift mentioned on there. So I'm like, well, that was random. Wait, is, is, she, but, um, is she doing the soundtrack sure. for this one? I don't know. She, I mean, they plugged a couple songs in there, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe she fills the Brian Adams role this time around. <laughs> this is her uh, Elton John's uh, Road <laughs> to El Dorado. Here. Her El Dorado, her Lion King. <laughs> This we is do, Lion King, yep. We could do this. Uh, yeah, Spirit <laughs> Untamed, uh, set for a June 4th, 2021 release. Uh, next story we're talking, next trailer we're talking about is for uh, Percy versus Goliath, or just Percy, depending on where you look this up. So, Percy is a movie starring Christopher Walken, uh, about a, and it's based on a true story about a real life farmer who is taking on a giant corporation. 
in a lawsuit over seeds. I think it's like he's being sued because he's using their seeds, which I guess is I guess the thing you can sue farmers for. Yeah, like he was he's basically just kind of hoarding all of his seeds and he's just like using them because it's like, well, why have to go out to, you know, go buy them when you can just naturally have them? You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. Apparently, that's a thing. Yeah, apparently, you can sue someone for using your seeds. Which I guess, like, <laughs> how? But how would you? I, okay. I guess, how would you know that? Like, I mean, I that's guess, what I, I'm I like. How did somebody whistle blow? I like. They, I don't did know. they whistle blow? Somebody like, initially knows this. How, how, how do you know? How do you distinguish your tomato seeds from somebody else's tomato seeds? They're like son of a bitch. These are mine. <laughs> I recognize my tomatoes. Um, but yeah. Uh, but honestly, but like, I'll joke aside. Like, this actually looks. This looks pretty interesting. Uh, like I said, sorry, Christopher Walken is the, as the farmer. Uh, Christina Ritchie yeah, plays looks as lawyer. Zach Braff plays his son. Adam Zach Beach Braff looks there. old. Zach Braff does look old. Holy shit! I looked like when he was sitting down in the one scene, his gray hair. I mean, I'm like, yeah. shit. I feel old. <laughs> uh, directed by Clark uh, Clark Johnson. Who? What? What has he done? Uh, a lot of t- TV, TV, TV. He directed SWAT. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Colin Farrell, Sam Jackson, yeah. 2004 film? Uh, six, uh, three. Three? Close. Ah. Yeah, TV, 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 TV. What the hell's Juanita? Um, so yeah, mo- mostly TV, <laughs> a few things in between, a few a few smaller films in between. But yeah, what do you think of Trailer for Percy? I mean, I liked it. It's like, it's almost like the reminiscence of like Dark Water with uh, Mark yeah. Ruffalo. One of those, you know, small town people going on to take on a huge corporation. Only it's a distant, you know, instead of dirty water inserts, dirty you seeds. know, uh, pl- plants and farmers. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it looks good though. It does look super interesting. Glad to see Christina Ricci back in the back spotlight in th- again. Back, back in things. Like where's she been? It's, I mean, she's a fantastic actress. So it's nice that she's getting work again. I hope this movie. Uh, hopefully, this movie does decent. I, I, I have a feeling it's probably not just because of the attention. The you know what I mean. The First off, it's it's literally coming out in a couple of weeks, and the second thing is like the first time I've heard of it, so it's like I'm hoping it gets some eyes on it, you know? Yeah, like we're we're only hearing about this now. This is not good yeah. if you want to make money on this. No, two weeks out, it's just not a not a good thing. That's not how you do business, but whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. Except for did did it say release in the trailer? I don't remember. Yeah, April thirtieth. April third. Oh wow. So so as of right now, nineteen days, guys. Nineteen days. So get 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 hype for Percy. Absolutely. Go find it out now because, you know, it'll be too late and it'll just be there. And you'll be like, what the hell? I don't never, never saw previews for this movie. We told you about it. <laughs> uh, next <laughs> show we're talking about is maybe the biggest one. Of, the biggest one of what we have on today oh, uh, boy. is for really is <laughs> <sighs> the trailer for Space Jam, A New Legacy, Oof. a.k.a. Space Jam 2. So in this movie, this picks up, you know. Not with not with the same character. Well, not the same main character. This one focuses on LeBron James. Uh, his son gets kidnapped by an AI played by Don Cheadle, and LeBron yeah. James has to play him in a game of basketball to get him back. In which his part, in which his teammates are the Looney Tunes. It's uh, yes. a lot of lot to unpack with this one. Surprisingly, so a lot to unpack with this one. Especially with a short trailer, only like a two-minute trailer. First of which is this feels akin, more akin to Ready Player One than the first Space Jam. Ready Player, Ready Player One meets the original Space Jam. Exactly. Yeah, with all these cameos of monsters, I'm like, what in the hell is going like, on? We see, we see like a bunch of like different. Dim- there's a bunch of different dimensions. There's yeah. 
bunch of different like WB cameos. Like I'm pretty sure I saw Joan Crawford in this trailer at some point. Like did Spielberg do this secretly, or like yeah. is something going on here? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So they're playing the Goon Squad. I will say, I do. Th- first of all, I think it's funny that like because like when he goes to unlike Michael Jordan the first film, they actually made him a cartoon when he goes to Looney Tune Land. No, yeah, that which they, I, they I, specified I do, like you I better think draw, that's kind of cool. You better draw me a hair. <laughs> he had to go to the anime but like you better draw me a hairline. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I do like that. But uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they also, the game takes place, I'm not sure where the game takes place, but... Couldn't even tell you. It's some kind of realm in which, like, they're, as opposed to being traditionally animated, they're more, like, 3D animated. And I will say, the integration in this, much like the first Space Jam, integrated pretty well. Not gonna lie. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it looks, I mean, it looks good, yeah. I also do, I also do like that, I do like that they recreated the whole, are you using that picture of, like, like, like Dwayne Wade... Uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade oh, doing yeah, the yeah, shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The picture LeBron where he's dunking. dunking. Yeah, they recreate yeah. that shot in this trailer. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think that's hilarious. But, yeah, Russ, what's what the yeah. trailer overall for Space Jam, A New Legacy? I mean, uh, man, I looked all right. I don't know. It's hard to get hyped for this, you know? I mean, I, I did the, – the first Space Jam was okay, like, when I was 13. Rewatching it was pretty rough. Um, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm obviously going to go see it. I just – I don't know. I'm just not, like – Super excited for it. I don't know. Like it's different now, being thirty-seven as opposed to being like what? Well, the first one came out in what 96, 98, 96, uh, 98 ninety-six, ninety-eight, ninety-six, ninety-eight. Ninety-five, ninety-six. Yeah, okay, ninety-six. So I was like thirteen as opposed to thirty-seven. It's a little bit like thirteen going on thirty. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. Like this. I mean, I, I'm curious enough to see what they do with it. it. Just to me, it's just like not one of the ones that's like I'm looking forward to. Um. I don't know. I don't really think we needed another Space Jam movie, but you know, I get it. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of indifferent with it. I guess I don't know. I mean, the world was demanding another space, another Space Jam movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I guess it took 25 years. You better appreciate it. You better appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm appreciate. I'll be, I'll be that first day. Be like, hey, <laughs> hey, Space Jam. It's your chance. <laughs> Look, oh, I'm gonna say man. this. The soundtrack for this movie better be fire. The soundtrack oh, for this man, film, absolutely, better be amazing. <laughs> I remember buying Quad City DJs and fucking R. Kelly. Hey, Absolutely. You, what you want to do? Hey, you, what you want to do? Absolutely. That's yeah, some but, good stuff there, man. No, yeah, but I think, like, again, like I, I love the first page. I love you, Looney Tunes. I love basketball. Yeah. I know the first one's not very good, but every time the Quad City DJ starts, I'm just like, yeah, fuck yeah, LeBron um, James playing basketball. Michael Jordan yeah. cartoons playing basketball. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. Like I said, when I was 13, man, I was like, oh, this movie's awesome. You know what I mean? Because I loved the yeah. Looney Tunes and just, you know, incorporating like an icon like Jordan in there. It was like really cool. It was like something completely different. Um, I just don't know. I think it's just me getting old. I don't know. But like, I think Ella might might like this. I don't know. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm going to watch it. Like, again, I, I, I do like the cameras, the Goon Squad. I think like Anthony Davis is one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw Damian Lillard. Could have been, yes. Yeah, but then some other people who I'm not going to get into right now. But anyway, I'm I'm interested just because I just think this looks. It doesn't look like a retread of the first one, but it, it, it looks like it's it's going try yeah, trying try something to new, break itself away from it. I yeah. I do appreciate that. Which is weird because like the first one, we're fighting aliens, was not officially called the Space Jam, but this is the Space Jam, and they're fighting like computer programs. Yeah, it's strange, but regardless, Space Jam Two. Is it finally happened? It's here, and it is set for a release on July sixteenth, twenty twenty one. Get hyped! Get hyped! Get hyped! Get hyped! Listen, 
uh, any excuse we can to go to the theater, man. I'm I'm down. So whatever. <laughs> I will go see for any. sure. <laughs> Absolutely, I have like some of the movies I've gone to see that literally <laughs> are just to go to get out. Uh, next show we're talking about is for. Uh, but the rest of these are pretty small produced films. But let's talk. But the one, yeah. the major one we're talking about after this is for the woman in the window. So the woman in the window is a movie that was actually set to come out in May of last year, if I'm not mistaken. Which I was super, 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 super excited for. Let me see. Actually, no, I, I'm wrong. This is set to be released October of 19. Yeah, this I remember seeing this trailer before. And I remember I just I loved the tra- I loved the idea of this movie. Yeah, but yeah, so uh, d- it was supposed to come out in October of 19, delayed to May yeah. to May of 2020, then delayed again due to, you know, reasons. Uh yeah. Due to due to uh, 2020, you know. <laughs> uh but yeah. <clears throat> this is about it stars Amy Adams, a woman who's she's an agoraphobic, so she doesn't go outside. She befriends a neighbor who she sees gets ki- who she thinks she sees get killed, yeah. but then it turns out that she might not have been hanging out with the, with the neighbor. She might have been someone else. She's on meds. She might have been hallucinating the whole thing. And it's a weird yeah. psychological trip. Uh, yeah, it's a trip of a movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because it stars has a great cast featuring Amy Adams, Gary Oldman, Anthony Mackie, Wyatt Russell, Brian Tyree Henry, Jennifer Jason Leigh, Julianne Moore. Uh, Set set for a Netflix release, which is surprising to me because this is a yeah. That's what I was super shocked. Yeah, because this is because well, the main reason this is this is a 20th century movie, which you, which again, given the 20th century is now owned by by Disney, you would assume yeah. this would go to Hulu. But they, Netflix probably offered to pay them uh, pay them more than it would if it were just going to go. They would would have made it if it went to Hulu. Um, but yeah. Russell, what do you think of the trailer for The Woman in the Window? Honestly, this movie reminds me of Rear Window Disturbia meets Shutter Island. A little bit, um, yeah. It, it, to me, it's just because, uh, you know, obviously Shutter Island, you know, you, is it real or is it in your head? You know what I mean? It just, I I love this trailer when I first saw the movie, when we first did this. I don't even know what, God, it had to be forever ago we did the trailer review on this. Yeah, the, the first show, first show I saw for this was like year, like over a year ago. Yeah, and I remember being so like down let, to see it, man. Let, let, I let me see still, when that first trailer came out. And I still, you know, I still stand by what's. I mean, I I love the trailer. I love who's involved in it. And I think it looks fantastic. So I'm I'm looking forward to. it. I've always, I haven't not looked forward to it. So I'm really kind of glad that it's getting the release here in next month. Yeah, first trailer for this came out in December of nineteen. Jeez, man, that's crazy. And we probably talked about it right then too. We did. We definitely did. Wow! Yeah, it's crazy. I'm I'm super excited though because long overdue and this movie looks fantastic. So yeah, I'm 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 ready to find out what's going what's really going on here. Yeah, you've given us a little bit enough time to, you know, think about it. I'm ready to see it now. You know. Yeah, the thing about it, I still have no idea what's what's happening, but I'm excited <laughs> yeah. to finally Absolutely. learn. And yeah, because it's set for a Netflix release in the on uh, the May fourteenth, twenty twenty one. Yeah, so literally almost like a, almost a exactly year it was supposed to come out, and yeah, about a, about a month from today. Yeah, crazy. Uh, next show we're talking about is for Monster. This is another Netflix film. Uh, this is a movie starring Kelvin Harrison Jr. He is a young, he's a young boy. He's uh, you know into, into photography and videography, all that good stuff. Uh, but at some point, something happens to him. We don't yeah. know what. We don't know what's going on. But uh, point is, he's. It, it shows that he things don't quite pan out for him. Yeah. And, and I will say, 
I think this movie looks fantastic. No, I do too. Yeah, I like how they shoot it, and it's all of a sudden you see him like current. You're like, wow. It's like, how did you go from all this potential to that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Calvin Anderson Jr. I think I think is a fantastic actor. Yeah. Yeah, I think like his one two punch of Loose and Waves in 2014, I think is great. Which is funny because like it's his his uh, plot line in this is actually very similar to his plot line in Waves. I was gonna say yeah, but the range of acting all across yeah. the board is just kind of it's kind of crazy. Yeah, you got a great you got a great cast surrounding him. I mean, you got uh, Jeffrey Wright, you have Jennifer Jennifer L, Jennifer Hudson, um, Tim Blake Nelson's in it. I saw Nas in the trailer. I saw yeah. John David Washington in the credits. I think I'm out of time in the trailer. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember Sam in the trailer. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm I I think this movie looks fantastic uh yeah mostly because sure. I, I want to, i think that the idea of it is great it's like you know what's you know should like one mistake define your entire life well yeah and that's like the whole thing he's questioning he's like yeah. one little mess up he's like nobody's gonna know who i am if i'm behind bars you know what i mean they're gonna think i'm just you know another person behind bars you know what i mean and he's more than that so i'm hoping that maybe Whatever he did is not as serious, and he gets out to where he can really showcase his art and love for photography. I, you know, I don't know. You robbed, you robbed, you robbed a bank. <laughs> I don't know. He, he pushed an old lady down the stairs. <laughs> I don't know what this kid did, man. I have no idea. I'm just hoping. I mean, I'm guessing he probably tax, killed tax, somebody. Tax evasion. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing he probably killed somebody, and maybe. Uh, yeah, uh, or yeah. and. and Maybe it'll be shown that he like really wasn't. Maybe maybe somebody else did it, and he was. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, Who knows? But yeah, it's gonna be set for a release on May seventh, twenty twenty one, straight to Netflix. So Netflix get, getting some really good punches in there in the month of May. Yeah, for sure. Definitely tuning into both of those. Um, next show we're talking about is for uh, mainstream. This is the strange. This is the strangest show we're talking about today. And yes, I'm aware. Oh saying, I'm aware that it's saying a mouthful. And another Netflix. This is Netflix too. They're just everywhere, man. Yep, Netflix. No shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so yeah, mainstream is a movie. It's directed by Gia Coppola. I don't think this is Netflix actually. You yeah. sure? Because no. I put Netflix next to it. Did they? Let me see. I don't know. I, 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 I don't. I, I don't see anything saying Netflix on this. What the hell was I thinking then? Because I was typing. I was text typing it on my phone. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Maybe so, I'm just so used to seeing Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> and right. I just put Netflix down. Uh, so this is a movie directed by uh, Gia Coppola. She's somewhere in that Coppola film. I'm not sure what brand she's on. Um, but it stars Maya Hawke and... Uh, Maya Hawke, Nat Wolf, and Andrew Garfield, who are kind of people trying to you know create a successful like YouTube. I think they're like YouTubers. It has to do with a whole lot of social media. Uh, yeah, it feels like it feels very timely and like very like current right now because you know the, the idea of like you know people following you even though you know why exactly you, people watch you do like random shit for no for no apparent reason. <laughs> but see, I like the idea of this film just because of the fact it was like almost the baton passing with Johnny Knoxville in this. Was he? Um, oh, he because was of this. obviously Jack, obviously because of Jackass. Yeah, thought, no, they you know, that's how they made this. their money. Yeah. So them filming stupid shit and just putting it on there, and it's basically kind of the whole same thing. Like he's like he's nobody. He's like he's not anybody important. You know what I mean? And um, they're just filming life, and people tune into that stuff. It's crazy. But yeah, what do you think of the trailer for mainstream? I liked it. I mean, it, it was okay. It's different. You know? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm different actually, definitely. I'm actually really into this. I think I think this looks like incredibly fascinating. I want I do want to see like what exactly 
what exactly the whole film is like. You got you got a bunch of young talent who I really like. Like Maya Hawks having like a really good breakout of Stranger Things. Matt Wolf is an actor I've liked for a while. Uh, Andrew Garfield kind of like really. Really trying to break out of that, uh, you know, Spider-Man thing, just taking like all these like weird, crazy projects. That, uh, yeah, that amazingly not good films. That the, he was in. the not the really not that amazing Spider-Man movies. Not too amazing. The first one was a little amazing. Second one was amazingly the first awful. One, the so first one was kind. The first one was kind of amazing. The second one. I give you the first so one. The second one's amazingly dog shit. The, se- the so. second one's amazingly bad. But <laughs> yeah, not good. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I think this looks. I think this looks fascinating. I think I do think that it's kind of movie in this era, especially, works. Yeah. It, it, it's, this is perfect time for this for this kind of movie. So I definitely do want to see what Gia Coppola and company has in store for us. And this is set for a release also sure. on May seventh, twenty twenty one. Mark your calendars. Well, we're gonna get we're getting we're getting crazy here, guys. Uh, next show we're talking about is for this is another Sundance film. This is Together Together. Uh, so this is a movie about a. Uh, this this is a uh, comedic drama about a man and the a single man and the surrogate woman who is carrying his child. Stars Ed Helms, who you recognize from a ton of stuff, and Patty Harrison, who she was on she was on Search Party for a little for a little bit. Um, she she's a real up and coming actress. Apparently, she's a voice in Ryan the Last Dragon. I didn't know that until look, looking this up. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, Russell, watching the trailer for Together Together. Definitely something different. It reminds me like of those indie comedies, which I kind of like. Or not, yeah, in, indie comedy like slash drama, almost like a Lost in Translation type yeah. relationship between the two characters, which I kind of I appreciate just because it's not like, you know, it's not about trying to jump into bed with the other person. You know what I mean? It's actually connecting on a different level, which I kind of yeah. like. Um, it looks good. I mean, it looks okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, it just it's, you know, just one of those. I don't know. It's like, are they going to be friend like friends? And then are the are they going to realize that there's more to to them than you know what I mean in common that they're going to end up being an item there? I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work out. That that's what I just I kind of feel they're leaning towards that. You know what I mean? I don't know. I really I really hope not, just because I do think that it's I I, I like the idea of them like not being together. I, I'm staying yeah. platonic. Um, yeah, like like a like a lost in translation relationship. That's I, I kind of like that exactly. But no, yeah, I do think that this looks it looks interesting. I, I like I like the concept of this trailer. I think that Ed Helms is an actor who I would like to see try more grounded, more serious yeah. stuff. I mean, th- I, th- I think he'd be good. I think for sure. I think he's funny, but I think I'd like. I to think see he'd be perfect, like, like in a Woody Allen film. You know what I mean? Because like Woody Allen recruits. Well, I know, I know, I know. But Woody Allen kind of recruits, like, you know, you know, it's like comedians from the past. You know, you had Will Ferrell, obviously, and like Melinda Melinda. Uh, you had Julia Louise Dreyfus in one of his movies with uh, uh, um, Mira Sorvino was in it. She oh, won Ma- a, Mighty, uh, Mighty Aphrodite. Yeah, like, I think what Julia Louise Dreyfus is one of those, like, you get those those comedians, you know, once in a while, you can pull out a little bit of their serious side, and I kind of like that. So yeah. I, I know. You know, we're not 100 percent sold on you know who he is outside of all that. I mean, we're we're we're, but, we're uh, sold on we're sold on who he is. Problem is, like he's we're, we're sold. It's it's we're, just not a good, we're sold. Not a good just, sell. It's not a good sale. That's the problem. It's not a good sale. <laughs> but I get what you mean. Regardless of all that, though, he's a good filmmaker, and like I just you know. But I, 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 I get what you, I, I get what you I, mean. Like 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 yeah. give, give him to somebody who's like known for like giving more, serious stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, kind of like uh, kind of like a uh, uh, Soderbergh. Like we'll, t- we'll talk uh, about yeah. later. Yeah, Soderbergh. Yeah, Soderbergh can can pull that out of you too. Yeah. Yeah, which, which, which we'll get to later. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I do think that there's someone I would like to see try. I, I love seeing comedians like really stretch their acting chops. I do think that 
you know, people like com- like comedians don't get enough credit for how good of actors they are, just outside of comedy. So yeah, like Adam Sandler, not so long ago, front cut gems. It was yeah, nice but, to kind of see him break away from the usual, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, the role that he should have uh, won the Oscar for, probably. Yeah, and he was he was stolen for. He wasn't even nominated. Wasn't even nominated. That's uh, uh shit. Well. Uh, that's a whole other episode we could do, like, like episodes like with uh, who, like, not even nominated, like, like Oscar snubs, like the worst Oscar snubs. Maybe, yeah, uh, yeah. So this is set for a release on April twenty third, twenty twenty one. Last show we're talking about uh, is for those who wish me dead. Uh, so those who wish me dead is a the latest film from writer director Taylor Sheridan. Hasn't directed a movie in. I think it's four years. Wow. Four years, I think. Yeah, because last one was uh, Wind oh, River. Wind River, Wind yeah, River, which that, was and that was seventeen. Fantastic film. Uh, so this is this, this is about a uh, uh, a veteran smoke jumper played by Angelina Jolie, who uh, comes to this boy who's being pursued by assassins, uh, played by uh, both Aidan Gillen and Nicholas Holt. Um, cast also features John Bernthal, who's in every fucking Taylor Sheridan movie. They really uh, like him, huh? They really like him. Taylor Taylor Sheridan must really like this guy because he keeps putting yeah. him in stuff. Which I was not going to about. John Bernthal's a great actor. He's the Leo to the Scorsese. Yeah, and uh, well, no, he's more like the Sam Jackson too. Because Leo's always front and center. John Bernthal just pops in. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He, I'm talking about like an obscure. Yeah, yeah. 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 I know what you mean. He's more like the Sam Jackson to his Tarantino. Um, as yeah, well. You, yeah, that makes sense. As well as uh, our boy, we saw him. He's in this. TP, Tyler TP Farrow. baby, yeah, I, I love when he gets gets work and actually showcase something different than Medea. I mean, you know what I mean? it's always nice seems, to see that. He seems to be trying to sep- trying to separate himself from that. He's not doing any more any more Medea movies, any more Medea projects, and he's just yeah. doing. A Poor guy gets of... so much hate on all that shit, dude. Oof. But uh, yeah, so uh, I'm gonna say this trailer was fantastic. Yeah, it's definitely banging. It's nice to see Angelina Jolie. I mean, I fuck. It's been over. T- what it has to be like over ten years since she did anything serious. It's been a while. Hmm, that's a good question. But same, like I'm, I'm saying something serious mainstream. I know she's been in some obscure, like no, you I know, know, randoms, know. but I'm saying like, 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 a, like, like a mainstream mainst- film, mainstream I, things. You know, so I want to say at least ten years. Uh, let's see, mainstream salt, I guess. Like. <laughs> Uh, well, you had Beyond Borders. I know that was ma- that came out wide release. Um, she was also in, well, Changeling. That was that was that was earlier. That was oh eight. I guess the tourists. Um, I guess the tourists are by the sea, but, 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 but nobody saw by the sea. So it's, nobody said. I would say the tourists. And tourists was eleven, wasn't it? Ten. Or ten. So yeah, about ten years. Yeah, it's wow. That's crazy. But yeah, no. This I think that. It looks, it looks like really thrilling. It looks like really like dark and gritty, which is what I love about Taylor Sheridan. I think he does like a, these. Yeah. I think he does like this intimate, like realistic style thrillers incredibly well. Like, yeah, it's always like haunting. It's kind of like jarring, like how he does that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, like, like, this this does look fantastic. He 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 combines like you know like action movie thrills, like really like great introspective look at character psyche, which I think that he does better than most writers working yeah. right now. I think he's a really unique talent. I've really liked most of his movies. I think the second Sicario, I can take or leave, but still, three like in between Sicario, Hell or High Water, and Wind River, that's like a really great like that's a really great three film stretch. Which and, I still never saw Hell or High Water. Fun oh, fact: you haven't seen it? 
No, I haven't, man. There's like I told, like I just told you today, Ocean's Eleven. I had seen twelve and thirteen. I never saw eleven. I saw eight. You didn't tell me that. Yeah. What the? F- okay. Yeah, it's been it's been uh yeah little little random yeah little holes here randomly but, but uh, yeah, yeah Hell or High Water I never saw. Yeah, you need, you need to get on. I, th- I feel like you really love Hell or High Water. Yeah, that, that, I, that's. My, I mean, I'm that, sure oh, I would. That's my favorite of his written films. Sicario is okay. Like, I'm not a big Sicario fan as much as everybody else. Um, I like it. It's okay. I, 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 I seen it once. I, I remember liking it, but not loving it. I've saw it twice, and I, it's like it's okay. It's fine enough, but it's like I don't buy the hype. Like, oh my god, this movie is so. It's like it's okay. It's just not as good as everybody's making it out to be. I think Wind Rivers is best. I mean, from from what I watched, you I, also, I liked. You also, seen, you, also, you also haven't seen. You also have High Water, so. I know. So I mean, so there's that. Having seen two out of the three of his big ones. Uh, but yeah, I do think that this looks. Gr- I think it looks great. I'm excited yeah. to see it, and this is set for a, a day and date release on HBO Max and theaters May 14th, 2021. May 14th, coming, coming clutch. Holy shit! Jeez, April, April, and May are getting crazy with these releases. So, so close. Yeah, bunch of movies. We're, we're kind of slowly getting, uh, so inching back to normalcy right now. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay. I'm very okay with it. Get yes. your, get your, I'll, get your vaccines. I wear a mask to go to a baseball game. Nice. <laughs> you know what? Ch- Chase Field is open down here. I want to want to go catch a game. What's that? Chase Field down here is open. I want to go catch a game. You absolutely should. It was so nice to be back, and it was funny because well, it wasn't funny, but it was like, you know, Beck and I were talking about going to an Indians game. I think we went. Nineteen was the last year we went. We went and saw uh, Dave Matthews, but we saw a Reds Brewers game, and we were talking about, oh, we need to go up this year, you know, this summer sometime in nineteen to go see the Indians, and we never did. We were like, oh, we'll make it next year, and then obviously twenty twenty happened, so it was really nice just to get out there and just see baseball again. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, but that's gonna do it for our. Trailer talk, which means we now move on to notorious news, which we have a couple interesting things to talk about today. First of which is Ryan Johnson just made off like a bandit. Oh my god, yeah, the huge deal that they signed for them. Yeah, uh, because Netflix has just shelled out almost a half a billion dollars for a sequel, which is two, crazy. For two of them, two of them. Oh, really? That's that's. Crazy. Yeah, $450 million for Knives Out 2 and 3. Ryan Johnson's going to write and direct both. Daniel Craig will be back to star in both. And it's kind of crazy cause, like, because I assume they bought, him from, bought the rights from Lionsgate. I was like, they had yeah, to I have imagine. It. Turns out, no. It turns out they got the rights from Ryan Johnson. I guess they really? had like, like some kind of exclusive thing. So like, the, the deal was made mostly for Ryan Johnson. Most of that money was to buy him out of his contract. Uh, part of that money was to buy him out of his contract with Lionsgate. Oh my god! So he made out like yeah. Yeah. So Lions, though, yeah, uh, Ryan made off like uh, made a killing with this. But yeah, we're getting two more Knives Out movies. The second one is set to start filming in Greece later this year. So, I mean, Russell, are we are we about to see? I mean, are you interested in Knives Out? We already talked about the first one. Uh, we kept talking about the first one a couple weeks back. But yeah, Knives yeah. Out two and three. I, I ah. think that this is a thing that could work just because the like, thing. It could. It could work because, you know, Herc Perot, we have a ton of movies about him. We don't really have, like, a murder mystery franchise like this. So I think no, it could kind of, you know, quench that kind of thirst that, he, that yeah. people have. Because like, you and I both like murder mysteries. Yeah, no, I, I'm completely fine with them. I think it's a genre that they really need to reinvent. I think we've talked about it before, obviously, with the murder on the Orient Express. And, you know, you obviously have the other, uh, the Nile movie that got pushed back. Um 
You know, I, I'm completely down for it. I liked, you know, Knives Out Fine. I just didn't, I don't know. I, I just hope that we don't, I, I don't want it to be lame. You know what I mean? I just don't want it to have like, oh, well, you know, we're making a sequel and you know what I mean? It's not as thought, thought provoking as the first one. You know what I mean? I just don't want it to get weak. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be very curious to see like how, cause like spoiler for the first one, the, in the fir- like they tell you who, who done it in like the very like first third of the movie. Oh yeah. 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 So I do wonder if that's the thing they're gonna continue. Like they're we're like, we're gonna tell you who did it in the first thirty minutes of every movie. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like what? Yeah. But yeah, look, if, if anyone can make this work, it's 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 Ryan. I I trust that dude. I have, I haven't disliked anything he's written or directed. I, I think mean, as long you're as pro Last Jedi and well, yeah, I'm no, not, but yeah, well, well, that's talk, as a discussion for another day. But talk for another day. Yeah, uh, but I do think that the key to making this franchise work is him. And he's back. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I agree. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it though. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of things sold to, sold to streaming service, uh, also net also coming to Netflix, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch has signed on to star and executive produce a in a modern day adaptation of the Thirty Nine Steps. So, the Thirty Nine Steps is a Hitchcock film. It's his first like really like really like really big film. Have you ever seen this one? No, I have not. So it's about you know it's well on vacation this guy uh, Richard he becomes embroiled in this international spy ring related to this myst- okay. these mysterious thirty nine steps and he meets his, he meets this agent who you know these things happen I'm not gonna you know don't want to give too much away I do think it's a great film I think people should go see okay. he has to elude the police like they were like he come, becomes like a main murder suspect like it's it's a it's a real like great pulse pounding thriller, especially for like the early days. Like I said, this came the original came out in thirty five. This is like early, early in Hitchcock's career. Oh wow! But okay. that movie that movie still holds though. You haven't seen Thirty Nine Steps? Go watch Thirty Nine Steps. Um, but yeah, coming back to starring in this new series, going to consist of six hour long, at least six hour long episodes. So we're going to get a six part miniseries of the Thirty Nine Steps. So since you haven't seen, it, I'll speak to this one. I think that this is a great thing. Yeah. First of all, I mean, I do love Cumberbatch as an actor. He's one of my favorites working right now. I think that he's he's a great front man for for a series like this. I think he can play a paranoia. I think he can you know make you like feel like that everyman type of feel with with this type of role. And I do think this is a thing that can sustain it. Like, curious premise. Do you think this, do you think this can sustain itself for six episodes? Because I think it can. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I think I think it could. The whole premise of it, I, I think, sounds fascinating. I definitely want to try to check that thirty nine steps out. But yeah, I think it's something that absolutely can um, can sustain it for sure. Especially with him as you know an actor, he's he's fantastic. So it'll absolutely. be nice to see. Absolutely, definitely uh, excited to see what that whenever it happens. Also, another uh, premium television series we're getting. We are getting a Confessions of Dan- of the Dangerous Mind series. Uh, you know, based on the uh, George Clooney George Clooney film uh, from uh, two thousand three. I want to say. Yeah, another one I I did not see. You haven't seen it? No, I've heard of it so many times, and I've just never never watched. Is it any good? It it actually is really good. Yeah, that's another one I got to watch. I, like I said, there's so many a lot of holes. Yeah, ba- fill up. Yeah, based on uh the based on real life real life killer Chuck Barris, uh, Judge Clooney directed. This is actually his first film he directed. Um, but okay. yeah, uh, and interesting about this, the star it will be starring. Justin Timberlake of all people. Jeez. Again, we talked about this when we talked about the trailer for Palmer, but it's kind of crazy to think that Justin Timberlake's gone from the curly-haired guy from NSYNC to being one of the biggest entertainers on the planet. 
Yeah, it is kind of crazy, but I always liked him. I always, you know, defended him. I thought he was fantastic in Alpha Dog. Um, I really kind of showcased his acting ability, and then obviously in Social Network for the little bit of time he's in it, he's really good. So, I mean, we're really starting to see that kind of unfold now, you know. Yeah, and it looks, it looks like uh, Apple TV is look, they're kind of like making a name for themselves in the streaming race game, most mostly due to you know their you know their prestige TV shows and also Ted Lasso. Have you seen that? No, I seen you posted something about it, and yeah. uh, was that another Ed? Was that Ed Helms? No, that was Jade, uh, Jade Sudeikis. Who I I, I kind of confuse those two sometimes together. They kind of blend together for me. Kind of, but you, honestly, you you really like Ted Lasso. I think okay, she, I think I, it was a show that I saw you you really were recommending a lot. And oh yeah, kind of want makes that, me want to watch it. That that show is that show is fantastic. Like one yeah. of, well, well, that's honestly now one of my favorite shows on TV right now. <laughs> that's crazy. It's just what a what a plane ride could do for you. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a long, it was a long plane ride. So I wanted to have yeah. something, um, but yeah, I do think this is, is interesting. I don't know where on whether or not George Clooney is going to be involved with this one. I think he should be at least in some way. Bring him, like, bring him back for an episode at least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what Justin Timberlake can do in this kind of show, just because I do think that he, like we said, he's actually a surprisingly talented actor. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another surprise, another talented actor who is just landing work. Uh, Steven Yun has just been cast in the latest Jordan Peele film alongside both Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer. I think oh. this is a great, great... Okay, granted, we have no idea what this film is or what he's going to be doing. But regardless, I think that... I, I think that Jordan Peele's... He has a great job of casting great talents. And I think that Steven Yun... Steven Yun, we, we, we sung his praise to Minari last, last week... Or was the week before? Yeah. Yeah, so, so it was pre- last, last week. Yeah, last week or the week before. It was yeah. one of our two recent episodes. At, at some sure. point, we, we sung his praises in Minari. I do think that he's, yeah. a, he's a fantastic actor. He's really great in Invincible right now on Amazon Prime. If you haven't watched, if you have not watched that, please check it out. Uh, and I think that putting him in the hand of Jordan Peele, who's like, you know, really, I, I think this is a great fit for him. You know, we got an upcoming, yeah. upcoming star. Up and coming director. Well, not up and coming. Like he's he's here. Like he's one of, yeah. one of the hot directors working right now. Which you would think that like that, you think that he'd be like the director everyone wants to work with right now. Yeah. No, he's, I I agree. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to that. I am too. I think I think he's I think he's a great pick. But question is, do is, is there going to be a white actor cast in this movie? <laughs> I don't know, man. Probably like he not. Said before, where he was really adamant about not. I don't know. We'll see what happens in main roles, at least. Maybe, maybe, maybe. So, but we'll, we'll see a few on a side. You got, you got to have at least one. Got to have at least one. I mean, you, 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 you might, you, you should. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Who knows what he's going to do? Uh, talk about another actor. Let's talk about Mr. Tom Cruise because for those of you like us who are looking forward to the Tom Cruise ass whooping double feature, uh, <laughs> sadly you're going to have to wait because some of those things were shifted around. Uh, first of all, Top Gun Maverick has been shifted yet again. Sadly, yeah. yet again. Now, good th- good news is this will not go straight to Paramount Plus. At least not straight there. Again, forty five day release. He's very adamant about this being seen in a theater, as he should be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a movie you need to see in a theater. Yeah. So, uh, so let's see. Uh, na- so it was set for July. It's now set for November nineteenth, twenty twenty one. And uh, Mission Impossible Seven now delayed to uh, now delayed to hmm, 
What month Either is the 22, I would imagine. Yeah, 22, but I can't find the date. Well done, well done. I imagine that'd be like a summer release. Yeah. Let me, let me see. Mission Impossible 7. I'd say like a May or June release. It would, it would, it would probably, you would assume so. I mean, I would just assume that that would be... Yeah, May, May 27, 2022. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, with uh, the subsequent one, Mission Impossible 8, set for 2023. So, I mean, okay. we, we speculated that, uh, you know, what, we, we wondered, is Mission Impossible 7 Top Gun 2, is that too much ass-kicking for Tom Cruise doing one year? Apparently. Was humanity <laughs> ready for it? Apparently not. Yeah. I mean, but if you look at it, I mean, what, between... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things that kind of sucks. I mean, we don't get our double feature of TC, but uh, we got to wait. Make it worth it, you know? Make it, make it worth it. Now, but now, now we get more spaced out Tom Cruise ass kicking, so. Yeah, uh, we, can, we can appreciate Maverick. Then we go into MI7. I think we'll be good. We get to think about Maverick for six months before we get to see Mission Impossible 7. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still excited <laughs> for Maverick. Do you, th- do you think it shifts again or do you think it's, it sticks here? What's that? You think Maverick shifts again at some point, or did it, did it stick here? I think it sticks here. I think we're slowly getting to a little bit of normalcy, man. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm hoping. I, I don't want to jinx anything. I, I I really think we are. So I think I think it sticks. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would I hope so. I do think that we're. I I, I do think that this stay. I think that movies in the later half of this year that are slated to come out aren't going to move. I think by then we'll have this. Fairly under control because like we'll all be well. Mo- the majority of us will be vaccinated by then. Yeah, yeah. So it's just it's just crazy to think about how many movies are like were put on the back burner that we haven't even seen yet. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's so many movies out there that are need to be released out. It's like they probably have so they're like on overload. Yeah, like, like that's why so many are getting dumped to streaming services everywhere. Yeah, and, I, I met, and again, that's what happened with that uh, that one for Netflix that we just reviewed with uh, Julian Moore. Yeah, uh, the yeah. Woman, woman in the Window, yeah. Woman in the Window, yeah. So that's kind of one of those things. But, hey, I mean, if that puts out more good stuff on the streaming you know, services, that's more kudos to them. Well, and speaking of things, anything about streaming services, uh, it was just announced that it, there was a landmark deal struck. Maybe not okay, landmark's a bad one, but a big deal struck uh, between Sony and Netflix for distribution of their films. Okay. So, yeah, starting in 2022... Uh, Netflix ha- will now have the exclusive streaming rights to Sony movies. It was okay. th- their rights were previously held by Stars, but now Sony's going to take over, uh, which means that they will be eligible to start streaming their movies. I think forty-five days after their after their um, release or theatrical run. Okay, it gives you like six and a half weeks. Yeah. So, and that's actually a thing that's like Netflix used to have this deal with Disney. Like, yeah, it used to be their exclusive streaming, like exclusive streaming home. But you know, then you know they uh, they up and took and you know they they up. They <laughs> took, like, what the hell are we doing? They took the kids. <laughs> doing a, the, yeah. <laughs> they, t- they took the kids. Took the house. Like you know, what well, we're just gonna go do our own thing over here. We we have plenty of shit to put on there. We're so, good. I mean, yeah, Netflix ne- needed to make a move at some point because you know, yeah. like most major studios are already had like you know, like they need to partner with somebody. Disney has their own streaming service. Warner yeah. Brothers their own streaming service. Fucking yeah. Paramount own streaming service, like they need to partner with somebody. Netflix is established enough, though, that I think it, it can it can take those blows. You know what I mean? Right. Or, or well, I mean they're acquiring, but it can take blows though, just because of the fact that they have so much good original content. That's you know what I mean that people recognize with with you know the name Netflix. So yeah, but yeah, I do think that this is an interesting one. I do wonder if this includes like you know original Sony produced movie because 
you would think Sony would try and make and make yeah. their own streaming services, but especially because they have Crackle still. Well, Sony is the one that has Crackle. Wow, Crackle, Sony, yeah. so. Crackle's clutch though, like minus the what? Those are the ones that do the the free, uh, the the little bit of the ads, though, right? Yeah, Crackle. Yeah, I mean it's fun though for somebody who doesn't like want to pay for a streaming service. I mean the movies on there aren't like the greatest, but it's still something. It's like you can still watch stuff, so it's kind of cool in that in that right. Oh wait, do they wait? Do they do they not own Crackle? They don't own Crackle. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh okay, because I was gonna say like that's I mean that's cool that they they do that. that they own it. Free. They own it for a brief period. Okay. Yeah, but then then, then they sold their stake in the company. Um, that's why I thought they were involved in Crackle. But yeah, yeah like you'd think they try to make their own streaming service too, but that would imply that Sony make good that Sony makes good decisions. And also, yeah. you look at their library; it's not worth paying for. <laughs> no, I mean it's really not. I mean, yeah, not when you have big juggernauts like, I mean Disney. You think they have? I mean, they have the MCU, they have Star Wars, they have pretty much everything. You know, it's, it's they a don't, lot. That they, they don't have. have Indiana Jones, but yeah. But I mean, but like, you know, you look at it, it's like they have all their, you know, obviously the, the original content, you have Pixar movies, you got a lot of stuff, man. It's, it's, that's hard. That's hard yeah, to, it, it, it's, to it's, beat hard, it's hard to people. WB's actually got a really good case to, to fight them with. Yeah. Cause they're, the backlog yeah. of HBO Max is actually like really fantastic. Um, but yeah, no, I do think that this is, it, it, it's a great deal for both parties in this case. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's nice. To see like people trying to compete with with Disney, I like that. You know, what I mean, it's like it, it's not fun when it's just one huge juggernaut. You know what I mean? It's that's not doesn't make things competitive, doesn't make it fun. So with this, I think this is kind of kind of like, you know, what I mean, the Netflix shows that can put out good original content. You know, you had Roma, you know, you had a Marriage Story, you have like movies like that. You know, another Oscar. Uh, what the hell's that? The new one that was nominated for Best Picture for Roma? fucking uh, Pieces of a Woman. Pieces of a Woman, yeah. That's not it wasn't Best Picture, Pieces but that of got, a woman? Got, got Best Actress. That, that's what I meant. But probably should have snuck in there for. I mean, if you're gonna have a ten, like like we said, if you have ten, put ten in. But I mean, what I'm saying is like they're putting out content that's getting recognized more and more. So this is a good move for them. Yeah. Uh, something else might be a good move. Maybe be a good move for Paramount. I don't know. Um, it was announced that Paramount finally, at long last, dated another Star Trek movie. I saw. Yeah, I did see something about that. Yeah, new Star Trek movie is now dated for June 9th, twenty twenty three. No, this is not one of the one in the Kelvin timeline. No, Warren, this is a reboot. Um, but yeah, so it. Uh, let's see. By the time this comes out, it would have been seven years since the last Star Trek movie, and fourteen since the first. Oh nine. Yeah, fourteen since the first reboot. Yeah. So I mean, my question is, do you think that? It'd be smarter to go reboot in this case. I don't know. I like. I love the cast that they have with Quinto and Pine. Um, I kind of like. I liked that, obviously. But you know, I don't know, man. Do you do another reboot? I, I don't know. I kind of like what we have. You know, with with the new, uh, with Abrams' O nine. You know, re- reboot of it. I liked it. Yeah. Know? No. I mean, I, I, mine's I do. the second. The second movie was dog shit. But yeah. Actually, actually. Or the third was that the third one? Third one was dog shit. I'm like, you make make up your mind, Russell. Which is, is I'm sorry, it's it's a thorough. A thorough one was the weakest of the three. I, I'm I, don't, I had I to think about it for a second. I, I don't disagree with you, but I do yeah. I do wonder like how like you know much like with like what we talked about with the Avatar sequels like is are, is this too long a window to wait to make a follow up with the same cast? But you have I mean Star Trek's a way bigger franchise than Avatar. I Star mean, Trek is a way bigger franchise. Even, they, can, they can get away yeah. with it, but. Yeah, I mean, the, again, you put the name on it just like Star Wars, they're going to see it. You know what I mean? So I I don't know. I don't see 
I don't know. I don't think the window's closed on it for for a reboot. I just I wish we would continue what we have. I kind of like that, you know, uh, you know, uh, franchise that we were, you know what I mean? We were building. I don't know. But I, I imagine reboot is what they're going to do. But I would I would really like to see them kind of continue on. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll definitely see what happens then. But yeah. the thing is, we have time travel. So if we want to reboot all again, we could do it. Yeah, I mean, you can do whatever you want to do. I just, I think, I don't know, I... Uh, I don't think I'm in the minority saying that Chris. I love I love Pine as like uh, you know Kirk. I just I think he's a you know really great actor in it. and I thought that really the revitalization of the 09 without having seen I've seen a little bit of the older ones like here and there. Like I think I saw Nemesis. I never saw the original ones though, like the the, the ones with Shatner and stuff. I saw more of the ones I grew up with uh, Patrick Stewart and and yeah. Yeah, and they were, but I mean, it was just first. Con- first contact's really good, but the other ones. First yeesh. contact we liked. Uh, Nemesis, I remember not really. I, I just it's been a while since I've seen these ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'd have to re- revisit those, but I mean, again, I, I would be down for a reboot. I really would just rather see them continue on what we build up, but who knows what they're gonna do? Yeah, and uh, last one thing we're talking about is uh, Indiana Jones Five. Yeah, that's still. Yeah. A thing. Uh, it looks like this could be happening though, long last because. Not only did we get an announcement that John Williams is coming back to do the score for this one, but it was announced Dude, he's that like 90. He's great. He's old as fuck. <laughs> like it's, he's just holding that fucking... He's like... Uh, uh, like, you guys know what to do. I'm just here. But it was also announced that Phoebe Waller-Bridge will be co-starring alongside him. Uh, okay. James Mangold's already been slated to direct. Uh, so... Look, I can like, let you talk about this film. Time is not on your side here. <laughs> you need to get going nah. like now. Nah. Uh, it's currently yeah. set for, I believe, a 2022 release. Uh, I so, trust Mangle. I do too. But um, yeah, I mean, what, what do you think of Phoebe Waller-Bridge joining the cast of Indiana Jones Five? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm fine. Like again, we can't get past the one that is the you know crystal skull i mean i think that's always going to be the one that's the hot button the hot topic out of the you know the first you know the original trilogy is fantastic i mean i think temple of doom is the weakest yeah last crusade and raiders are pretty much neck and neck i just i really love the relationship with his dad more and i just the last crusade i think i've seen more than raiders so i would give the the edge to raiders being or uh the sorry the the third film being the uh, last crusade being the best of the of the three with, I mean, but like Raiders literally shadowing right underneath it and Temple being obviously the, the worst of the original and then Crystal being way, 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 way down. Um, I'm looking forward to it, though. Maybe they can right the wrong. So and I and I like James Mangold. Uh, I'm glad kind of Spielberg t- kind of like stepped back a little bit to have somebody else directed. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. And uh, so, yeah, like, like I said, set for a 2022 release. Maybe it comes out. Maybe it doesn't. We've been hearing about. Indiana I don't Jones. think it's going to come back in twenty two, though. I think that's we're we're hitting that a little soon. We, I think it'll be like twenty three. We've we've been, we've been hearing about Indiana Jones five since two thousand nine, and nothing's happened yet. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, don't be surprised if it's like twenty twenty nine or whatever by the time we get this. Yeah. Harrison Ford just he, he just it is the ashes of Harrison Ford. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like. I can't do this anymore, guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for uh, Notorious News. We now move on to our movie of the week, Ocean's Eleven. So yeah, Ocean's Eleven came out in the year 2001. He's 20 years old. Uh, based Crazy. on based on the original film, it came out in 1960, starring the Rat Pack. Have you seen that one? I have not. I own it, but 
I've been kind of like eh about watching it because I heard it's awful. It's not very good. Yeah, and that's it's unfortunate because I love the Rat Pack. I actually have a uh, poster over here that I want to hang up in my uh, my my movie room here of the uh, Rat Pack in front of the Sands Hotel. Yeah, it's actually, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not very good, but it came to the hands of uh, one Steven Soderbergh who had just won a Best Director Oscar for doing Aaron Brockovich. Yeah, for no wait, Traffic, yeah. Traffic. He won for Traffic. He won yeah, for Traffic. He was nominated was for both, but he won for Traffic. Nominated for both. Yep. Who and, and who would obviously showcase what you know great director he was going to be? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I believe this, this is the first Soderbergh film we talked about, isn't it? Ah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, the, I'm, I think it's happening. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, it has yeah, to be. I don't think we talked about it. This, this is our 103rd episode, I think. Yeah, so. I don't think we yeah. talked about a Soderbergh movie yet. No. Uh, but yeah, two, yeah, it came out in 2001, and you told me, like, you, I was shocked to find out you hadn't seen this one. <laughs> I had not. I know you were really out of it about, you were busting my balls about, you really just don't want Ocean's Eleven to win, do you? Um, I was really poor. <laughs> I was really pulling for Mulholland Drive just because I, I, I really like that movie and I kind of want to get into like the whole like what the hell this movie is about type thing. I was kind of hoping to have like that type of you it'd know be, conversation. But it'd, it'd be interesting to talk about Mulholland Drive just because I, I've, it, seen, I've seen the movie twice and so couldn't tell you what the hell happened. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. I've seen it probably like three or four times in the same thing. So it was like one of those things where it's like I, I want to try to like shoot things back and forth with you know people that have watched it and say well, what the hell is going on we'll, you know we'll, we'll, we'll do a whole Mahal and drive thing another time because i do think it's worth absolutely talking. i do think it's worth talking but this about. one's absolutely for sure um yeah this was my first time watching this movie um it was just one of the ones that i just never got around to you know i think we you know we have conversations uh you know via facebook or on here where i'll just tell you yeah i haven't seen it you know i've <laughs> another hole in my uh my movie repertoire and uh, this one was one I just I had never got around to seeing in the theater. Um, it was like came out in 01 so I was like a junior senior in high school so I just I don't know it, I just, it just slipped through my hands and but I did since then though I'd obviously seen Ocean's 12 and 13 and then saw Ocean's 8 <laughs> which is stupid which is crazy having not seen the original. Yeah be very curious, very curious get your, get your uh, perspective on this film <laughs> seeing that you see you saw all the sequel before you saw the first one. Um, which is funny but yeah. But it, yeah, so there's a lot to unpack with this film, so let's get into it. This is Ocean's Eleven. But right after that, we meet our main character, Daniel Ocean, played by uh, George Clooney, who yeah. is like the ideal character. Like, you know, you, you see those posts where like, like pick pick three movie characters like to, to pull, pull off a heist. Anytime I see that, Daniel Ocean is all my first go to. Oh, for sure. And it's just like him being casted, you know, as Danny Ocean, I think was perfect because you have like obviously Sinatra in his prime was a sex symbol. Same thing with, you know, George Clooney in the early 2000s. There was nobody hotter in the business working that was, you know, iconic with, you know, the opposite sex, obviously, um, or a bigger actor at the time than Clooney. But by the way, I don't know if you know this, but one of the people they talking about on parole board is Viola Davis. Oh, my God. OK, really? Wow. Yeah, she's one of the boys on the parole board. The other thing is, I thought I started thinking about it more and more and more. How many Academy Award-winning people do we have in this film? I, 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 I tell everybody, I, 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 I wanted to tally <laughs> even up Casey the, Affleck. I want to tally up the Oscar nomination between this entire cast, but yeah, we'll get to it. But yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but Dan, but Daniel Ocean, like George Clooney, is like I like you said, he's ideal casting for this kind of role. He is because he's for someone sure. like you walk. He walks into a room and you, and you feel like he owns the room. Like, just because like he's so confident, yeah, he's, he's confident. He had like that air about himself where you're just like, yeah, I know exactly what to do with every person, every, yeah. everything in this, everything in this building. 
like I know all exactly. exactly. Yeah. And, and that was basically like George Clooney in a nutshell. Just period. Yeah. Like again, that's why he was. I mean, again, that's why he was so big in the early, you know, late nineties, early two thousands. He was sexiest man alive for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, he goes into a casino, meets with, uh, we talked about like earlier with uh, comedic actors in serious roles. This one yeah. is one I talked about. Bernie Mac, the late, great Bernie oh, Mac. Rest in peace, man. What a, what a good actor. What a, yeah, Surprisingly good actor. Like People know him from, from being yeah. a comedian. He's hilarious. I love Bernie yeah. Mac. But the Duke could have. But he's perfect, though, yeah. He was a, he's oh, a absolutely great actor. He's perfect. A, he's a great It's kind of crazy to think, like, him and, like, a, this, this could be considered, like, a prestige film. Think, like, Bernie Mac is part of this movie. Yeah. yeah, it is is really crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. thinking about that. Um, yeah, so basically, we kind of get this. We kind of get the sense of like he just got out of jail, but you get the sense that he's got something. He's got something on his mind. He's, he's planning something, and for yeah, that, he, he needs his 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 homie, his boy, his right hand man, Russ. My <laughs> favorite my favorite part of any of these movies, Rusty Ryan, played by Brad Pitt. For sure. Who like this is this? Is, I wonder if this is the movie that started the trope of Brad Pitt eating. Because he is always, like, anytime you come to this eating. movie, he's always eating something. With them fucking cheekbones, dude. Those, those noticeable cheekbones of his, man. But it's always something like, I don't know if Brad would actually eat this food in real life, but even if he did, I'd buy it because. Dude, and it was funny as hell because, like, at the end when he's eating a burger, I was sitting there looking at him like, he's not eating that shit. Yeah, you, you, don't, you don't eat cheeseburgers, Brad Pitt's. But he probably does. He went to the gym for does, four honestly. hours after this shot. He probably does, honestly. Yeah, I feel yeah, like Brad Pitt, absolutely, now he probably absolutely does. I feel like Brad Pitt does eat like would have eaten gluten back in these days. Dude, Fight Club Brad Pitt would not ever have touched that shit. Maybe, maybe I'm, not. I'm gonna just throw that out there. I, I, I couldn't see or Troy or Troy or Brad Troy, Pitt, Troy no Brad Pitt. Troy Brad Pitt was, was, was three years <laughs> after this, but yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, but the, anyways, the shape that he gets in for some of those movies. Anyway, but sorry. yeah, like, I, but yeah, I do, I do like Rusty Ryan in this film because you know he he's like yeah, an offset for it. He's like the voice of reason. He's like more or less the yeah. voice of reason. He's the he's the dude yeah. where like you know he's he's always he's always got his own like much like Daniel Ocean, like he he's he's got he's got his own schemes on it. Rusty Ryan's always got his own schemes also. Like something that's but he's also laid him. back, though. He, that's and why he's the yin to Danny's exactly. yang. You know what I mean? And, and he's also the only one that can like. You feel like he's the only one that can tell Danny no. In any case, yeah, because every yeah, because nobody else. I mean, that like Brad Pitt would beat the shit out of Cody anyway. But you know what I'm saying? He would, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Though, yeah, his character is the only one that would obviously have the balls to go up there and, and challenge him. If he was out a lot, you know. But yeah, so uh, he has a job. He's sluggish, sluggish poker, which they actually do get real famous people to do this, and which is great because they're going by their actual name. Like Topher yeah. Grace is so actually Topher Grace, and uh, Topher. Josh Jackson's Josh Jackson. Josh yeah, Jackson. I think that was cool you shit. have one of the girls from Charmed. You have Shane West. Uh, yeah, that was Holly Marie. Holly Marie Combs. Holly Marie Combs. Shane West, who I didn't yeah. recognize until I like, Dude, remember, like fucking Shane a lot to remember. Shane West, LXG's yeah. own. Shane West in this film. It's kind of crazy. crazy. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy to think that like all these people are, are they're doing well because like they're all, they were all in projects that like did substantially well. Like, J- like Josh Jackson, of course. You know, Mighty Ducks. You have fucking Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. Uh, Tougher Grace. Yeah. That seventy show, obviously. The dude, the other guy, uh, he was in Seventh Heaven, which is in syndication forever. I think it's That's still. Right. In, I think it's still in syndication. Holly Murray Combs was in Charm, yeah, which obviously rebooted Charm, so that was big too. They also, were all big TV actors. Actresses also still in syndication. But like, I think it's yeah. funny where like he's trying to teach him poker, but they're all the worst poker players. Oh yeah, and it's funny because I love when Brad Pitt's like breaking down all their like 
cons of what's was like yeah it's like you don't want to go in too heavy and then when Clooney comes in it, it, I, I think it's really funny it's a, it's a good comedic relief like moment I think and yeah, but like, I, I love the point where like playing like Tover's like oh all reds <laughs> he, he puts his hand down he, he's got nothing he has nothing they're like the shittiest cards yeah they're all red but they're like diamonds and hearts of random like numbers and yeah. nothing like nothing sequential or anything big yeah so but then da- Danny Ocean comes in in a way where like I didn't even notice like you can see him walk behind Rusty and yeah. like, like I, I didn't the first time I, like, first couple times I've seen this movie I didn't even notice that I'm like wow that's kind of that's kind of slick yeah but yeah and then like the chemistry between these two, these two especially, is is I think is impeccable. It's like it's up there with yeah. like you know like Doc and Martin from Back to the Future. It's perfect though. It's like natural. Like these two are like friends outside of uh, outside of filming. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they like, just you buy that friendship. You buy that. You buy their you know playing off one another the whole yeah. time. And it's and it's illustrated perfectly in this scene because where they they con all these actors, but they but yeah. like they haven't seen each other until like he walks into the room and sees Danny is there. Yeah, because like it, it, it's it's like you know when you haven't rode a bike for a long time, getting back on it type thing. It's like they pick up right where they left off, you know. Oh yeah, like they, they don't need to say anything to each yeah. other. They just like they just know this the deal. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take these actors for a lot of shit. And it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so it is funny. So yeah, so they just so they this is where we find out the scheme. The scheme of this movie is they're going to try and rob casinos in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Which, and not just the small ones. <laughs> no, not no, not not the small mom and pop casinos. No, no, they're going out to the big ones. Yeah, we're going to the big three. Yeah, the Bellagio, the, triumphant of Bellagio the Mirage, and the MGM Grand. All three real casinos. All three massively, massively profitable. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, this is this, now. First of all, we get an introduction to. They slowly start to integrate the crew in this movie. Now we start. To, this, this is where we meet the other, another one of the eleven. This is Ruben, played by Elliot Gold. Uh, who, again, I love him too. He's a uh, he's an awesome actor. He's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and something I do like is the fact that they very clearly illustrates. They illustrate everyone's specialty in this in this crew. Like you, like you can like pull up a card of like a card of like any one of these people, and you can tell them exact. And you can say exactly what that person contributes to this heist. And that's why the eleven of these guys all need each other in order to to pull this off. Exactly. So we see it like you know, Vegas casinos as you expect, not easy to rob. No, I mean, why? Obviously, why would they be? <laughs> yeah. So, but and Ruben's, Ruben's like, you know what? No, fuck off. You're not going to do this. And he's like, you know what? You're right. It's like, hey, what? What were you trying to rob? Oh, Blodge and Rod and Grin. Wait, don't doesn't Terry Bennett on those places? Like, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> Because Terry Bennett nobody likes Terry Benedict. Yeah, nobody, nobody, nobody likes that guy. So, yeah. all right, fine. If you're going to rob that guy, why did, why did you say so? You should have just said that from the first place. That would have been yeah. Him. So, yeah. Like we said, this is where we start to get the introduction to the entire crew. Um, like we said, they so we have uh, like said, Bernie Mac, Frank Catton. He's our dude on the floor because he's an actual, like, blackjack dealer. He's, like, your insider, pretty much. Exactly. So, uh, they, they, so he's trying to be their insider. You have the drivers, Virgil and Turk Malloy, played by Casey Affleck and Scott Kahn. Who, funny thing about the fun fact about them, uh, the reason they're called Vir- Virgil and Turk Malloy, that's a nod to Virgil, the, the Turk Malloy from The Godfather, which James Kahn oh was in. God. Which, yeah. yeah, his dad was in. That's kind of, that's, that's cool. It's a good nod. Uh, so, Which is funny because they also talk about casinos and stuff like that, and Andy Garcia yeah. goes into the third. It's kind of, it's all kind of related. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're the drivers of the crew. 
Livingston Dell. He the tech dude. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk. Uh, Basher Tar, played by Don Cheadle, who's special, who's a demolitions experts. Let's talk about him now mm-hmm. because like he's often a point of, you know, uh, div- divisiveness with this film. Most due to one yeah. thing, he's British. Yeah. So people, uh, people with his accent, people either like really hate it, they're really annoyed by it, or you're cool with it. I'm on the camp of I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah, it didn't bother me. I mean, I was I was fine with he's, it. He's not Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I was fine with it. it didn't really bother me. Yeah. No. I th- I, th- I think I think he's fun. I think he's funny. I think he's very energetic. He's got personality. I like Basher. Yeah. Especially, I especially like the scene where like Rusty goes to goes to take Basher. Like he gets him after being arrested for uh, for trying to rob a bank. And like yeah. you get a sense oh, like, yeah, how, how fast he was going to get what like, I just handed you. And he's like putting together a bomb behind his back. Yeah, that's how legit this. And you dude can tell is. he doesn't give a shit. Like no. he doesn't give a shit though. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they recruit him. Uh, their grease man, the amazing Yip, the amazing Yin, not the amazing Yip. Uh, I did, oh, I he's he's great too. Yeah, uh, Saul, uh, Saul played by Carl Reiner, who's like he's like the you know the vet the veteran thief. Vet, yeah, the seasoned vet of all this. Uh, we don't really get a sense of what he has until later, but basically he's kind of like the he's the one that can play like the, the the distinguished type guy that they need for the heist to work later. Yeah, like the the upper echelon businessman that that they need for this guy. Yeah. yeah. The last one they recruit is Linus Caldwell, played by he's the, <laughs> little Matt Matt Damon, ba- ba- little, itty baby Matt Damon. <laughs> the uh, only what I think he's the one. At, I was gonna say, isn't he the only one? At, no, never mind. I was gonna say he was the only one at the time to have an Oscar out of all those guys. Never mind. At the time? He, no, because um, wasn't he? Yeah. No, wait a minute. No, because what? Julia Roberts won for uh, but, but he's, Rockovich. Well, but yeah, but, he, but she's not part of the eleven. So. But at that time, yeah, yeah, of, of the of the eleven, he yeah, at the time, he, at the time of the eleven, he was the only one to have an Oscar, which is crazy when you look at the the whole entire cast. You're like, oh my god, <laughs> like yeah, you I, start I, to really start to dissect it. I, I do wonder how many Oscar nominations there are between everybody on this cast. We're gonna have to, yeah, we'll have to, to figure that out. Yeah, but anyways, he's 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 the pickpocket, and he's he's near he's near the yep. crew. I guess that they they mentioned that they know his dad. I don't remember that's the thing that comes back in the sequels. I wish they would have brought that back at some points. Yeah, because it'd been kind of cool. So his dad must have been a notorious pickpocketer, or like did heist or something like that. Obviously, to get that notoriety. Yeah. So, anyways, they go in and they start to illustrate, you know, what what this is. They see like as you could expect, robbing these robbing these casinos is not going to be easy. No, no uh, way. They have a labyrinth of hallways. They have an elevator that can only be activated with fingerprints and voice confirmation. A, le- a elevator shaft filled with lasers, two armed guards, and a I want to say like a three foot, a three a five foot thick steel vault. Yeah, the, pretty much like if you were betting on this, you would say that this is going to be an absolute failure. There's no way in hell that they can pull this off. Yeah, but like the bulk of this film is actually them like building the heist and. This is my surprise. Like Soderbergh does a good job, of, like keeping you invested. When they're just like talking the about the pacing, like, yeah, yeah. The, the the pacing of this film was incredible. No, I and it doesn't get boring. That's the thing. Like when no. you're watching it, you're invested. And I think Soderbergh, like what we just said, the pacing of this film. I think you're invested in it enough to see, you know, what's going on. They're 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 trying to tie up all the loose ends to make it, you know, completely believable. But with the, hey, these guys could actually pull this off, and here's how. So I, I kind of do like that. Yeah. 
I mean, granted, you you just, you just stretch your disbelief on certain things, which we'll get to. But there's yeah, there's some there's some uh, yeah, there's a lot of long shots here that there's no way that this shit would ever happen. Yeah, but I, I it's fun th- to think. I do it think could. that the way that like this, the, the one where I think to describe it is thought out. There's a it's a well thought yeah. out heist, and it's very like meticulously planned out. Like like the way we talk about like Ryan Jones with knives out, it's mate- it's a yeah. meticulously plotted out thing. Yeah. Yeah, because like them do yeah, the most, I'll, I'll agree with that. They'll do the most insignificant things that like actually make a huge difference by the end of it. You know, like like when you know he's carrying around the balloons in the casino, and then he br- he he puts them in the one place that happens to be a camera, so that way when yeah. someone comes up to check on that, their dude Livingston can go in and and like mess, mess with the tech, tap into the security feed. And the timing of it though is and is, is is it has to be like pristine, it has to be right on, it has oh, to be perfect. Exactly. Um, that, and that's that's the crazy part. And they're all you know you. Even when you're hearing them talk on the, you know, their their walkies or whatever, they're they're you know they're they're communicating in sync. It's like a perfect tandem. It's it's super crazy. Yeah, then that's when we, that's when we meet our I guess our villain of the movie, Terry Benedict, played by Andy Garcia, a dude who just walks into a perfect room, Andy Garcia role, and a dude who just walks into a room and you kill like, he's an asshole. He's a huge asshole, and like you know that. Like even when you see The Godfather Three, the same type of character, pretty much like that asshole. A character that you just don't like. Andy Garcia plays it perfectly to a T. Absolutely. So yeah, he plays like the the vicious uh, guy who runs these casinos. He's very he's very he's very you know focused on his work. He does the same thing every yeah. day. Everything he does is for the good of the casinos. Uh, but, but he's too structured though that we see. Well, we obviously see he's too structured and routine. Yeah. By some of the stuff that he does. But we do see that he maybe has a weakness. Maybe has some kind of connection. To the to the crew. That's the reason we're doing this. So he has a, gir- a girlfriend played by Julia Roberts. Name is Tess. Little Tess. Uh, we find out that this surprise surprise is Danny's ex-wife. Yeah. Who would who would have thought? Who would have thought? What's the what's the motivation? Here we have it. Yeah. So yeah, basically, like Rusty, as you can imagine, is not happy. Just like, please tell me this is not why we're doing this. <laughs> As you would expect, because you know you, you, it's this kind of thing where you probably shouldn't get emo- like too emotionally involved. Yeah, you don't want to mix your emotions in something this big. Like this is like this is huge, and you don't want to let your you know emotions get the best of you and make a rash decision, like i.e. Uh, robbing three of the biggest casinos in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so uh, we actually do. Uh, Danny actually does go to talk to Tess. Because yeah, in, in a move that seems stupid, but it makes sense for later in the movie. No, it does, and I think it sets the. You can see, to me, you see the intent there with Danny's character. No, you know, you it, see. Yeah, so, yeah but don't try to talk to her. And again, she, yeah. the, the two of them, as you could expect, with two people that beautiful, they do have chemistry. Uh, yeah, I mean, you would expect. Like, I mean. You could probably, you could absolutely see Clooney and, and Julia Roberts dating. I mean, that's that's not a far stretch of the imagination. You know what I mean? Absolutely, and like they they do feel like a couple who like has like legitimate problems. Who did, you know, they did. She does feel like betrayed by Danny in a way because you know they they, they went in, you know, she he did crimes. He went down for it. It does make you question how much about Danny she knew when they, when she got involved. <laughs> And the other thing was, like, does she really, like, does she know what she was getting into when she met Danny? You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm always curious about if that. If it's like, 
Yeah, because if you have like you know like the wives of the you know the Goodfellas, you know in the Goodfellas movie, like they know what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they all talk and stuff like that. So to me, it's like, do you did you know what you were getting into, or was it one of these things where you were surprised? You just didn't know how deep the rabbit hole went yeah, yeah, with Danny's yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, no idea what you're getting into, or did you know the entire time and just re- reap the benefits of it? Yeah, Is that's it, that's the thing. I wish they would have examined a little bit more. Yeah, it's, in, it's an interesting thing to think about. Um, but yeah, so as you as you would expect, you know, the heist is going. It seems to be going well, but as you expect, complications ensue. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, for, first of which uh, is well, okay. One thing I wanted to bring up: the fact that they built an entire replica of the vault. Yeah, based on the um, blueprints that I think Danny got via. Uh, Bernie Mac's character. No, it wasn't his character. They got it off of somebody else they knew. Um, but oh, they, did they? I thought that. Okay, never mind. But, but he keep, got blueprints of the actual the yeah. safe. But keep in mind, like this house is happening in two weeks. Yeah. So, like, and how much money did they spend on this like fake shit too? Though, think about that too. Yeah, I mean, they must have a substantial bankroll, and that's why, that's why Ruben's there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the problem is like there was one weakness, they one electrical weakness they were going to exploit for this heist. Yeah. The problem is when they were de- they were demolishing the casino, they discovered it and they're fixing it. So yeah, they need they need another thing. What they need is they call it a pinch. Basically, it's an EMP that's going to knock out all power in Vegas for thirty <laughs> seconds. Which to me, and again, I think this is where you're kind of thinking like the far fetched you know things of the stretch of the imagination. You really have to the. Disp- you know the belief of, of, of this actually happening is so like suspension. Yeah, spe- suspension you know what I mean? is, is stretching a little yeah. bit, but again, the, again, the, the whole thing is like the more, the better. I always say the better your movie is, the more likely people are to give you passes on certain things. And that's why that this works. But to me, it's like you know, you and I could sit there and talk about well, when they have backup generators, like as soon as that went out, boom, one would pick up. I mean, if this is you know in itself. One of the biggest casinos, you know, they're out there for profit. They don't want anything to kind of jeopardize their in-house. You know what I mean? They're going to try to tie up all those loose ends. Like, what if bad weather knocked lights out and stuff like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. They would already be prepared for that kind of stuff, you know? Uh, so they go try to steal a pinch, and this is where it kind of – Linus call what kind of – he shows his amateur a bit. Because like, <laughs> he's told to stay, stay in the van. That's all he's he got to do, stay de- in the van. He, he couldn't just deal with the two of the – Idiots, Scott Con and uh, Casey Affleck. Uh, Casey Affleck's characters because they were like so, like oh, they were so like high school high schoolers. You know what they're, I mean? They're like bro- just they're brothers. Like, they're, they're they're brothers. Like that's what it is. Yeah, they're doing that brotherly play and stuff like that. And it's like it's funny to see Damon just like slowly, Linus's character kind of just slowly gets so annoyed. He's like, screw this! I gotta get the hell out of this out of this van. So yeah, so he goes into the institute. He oh, he nearly gets caught. Yeah, yeah, because you see caught like you see. Uh, cops or whatever on the other opposite end of the uh the floor that he's on yeah uh so he goes he goes out he gets back in the van but at a personal cost because yin hurts his hand yeah uh but they got but they got well, the pinch they, need. Too. they got the pinch they need for the heist yep uh but uh sadly it looks like this guy's gonna happen without danny ocean because rusty has benched him yep yeah. Out of the game. He's out of the game. He's like, you know, you're t- you're, t- you're too emotionally involved in this. You're seeing this one out. So, but he makes it make sense though. He does. It, yeah. it makes sense that he's 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 explaining that to him. Yeah, because like with 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 Tess there, it's just it's 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 too it's too much, and he doesn't trust that he won't do something rash. Yeah, I mean that's, that's where you. That's, yeah. to- that's what we're told. Yeah. So yeah, so we're told. 
So anyway, we get to the day of the heist. Linus's role is being increased. He's now playing a guy from the Nevada. So the base, basically, it's going to work in a couple different ways. First of which, Saul playing his character of Lyman, of, you know, European business guy Lyman Zerga. He's having his his uh pre- his prize jewel being put into the vault during the fight, which is what's, go- which yeah. is what's going du- going on during all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, while that's going on, Linus is playing a representative from the Nevada Gaming Commission. Who is there to basically out Frank for being being a fraud, a criminal? Yeah, yeah, or like you're not being who he says he is. While that while that goes on, Yin in one of their you know little like cash cash, cash deposits, yeah, like yeah, uh, he is being taken down into the safe. I can uh, never fold that like that. <laughs> I, I I could not fold I could not fold like that. That dude that dude has and no I, bones. That dude is flexible as shit. I would probably like I would have all these like Charlie horses and I probably would not be able to move again. Yeah. Now while now while that's going on, he's and while they're riding out Frank Catton, uh, what he spoke what the whole goal is there's a security a security panel that changes codes once every twelve hours. Only person yeah. with those codes is Terry Benedict. Mm-hmm. So while this is going on, they they, they need to take the opportunity to pickpocket Terry Benedict. And like yep. it's so slow. First of all, I love the whole thing where like he tries to make it about race. Like a black, yeah, black yeah, man yeah, can't yeah. deal cards. May as well call it a white call jack. Call white jack. <laughs> call white jack. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. I love that. So he t- takes the opportunity, takes like his freak out to p- pick pocket Terry Benedict. So the, he, the, yeah, he, as he kind of like bumps into him to take out his, his the the numbers for the the, the combination. Yeah, he, so he, they got the codes they need. Uh, so that so they they go they go to watch the fight. Uh, they got. They, I'm surprised they got real boxers for this. Is Lennox Lewis? Yeah, because that's definitely. Yeah, definitely Lennox Lewis. Lennox Lewis. I forgot who the other guy is. Some white dude that I don't know his name. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a it's a foreign boxer. I can't remember his name. But yeah, uh, can't remember. But anyway, so they, so well, they're all going on at the fight. Meanwhile, Danny Ocean. He, oh, that's the reason he was. That's the reason he was taking off the heist. He was tagged. So the second he got he entered the casino, eyes were going to be on him. Yeah, but so like so he gets detained. He gets put in a room with this guy Bruiser, who's like you think is gonna beat the shit out of him, and kind of yeah. does because like he just, he, he, he calls, does he, for calls, like, he gets a, he gets a shot on him. He closes the door and just like decks Clooney in the face. Yeah, he's like God damn it, Bruiser, not yet. <laughs> and so, but yeah, it turns out this guy was hired by Danny for this exact situation. Yeah. Which is beautiful because that just shows you the pull that Danny has. Yeah, but it's kind of crazy to think that, like, see, like these small things in the heist where, like, you, like, you know this heist so well that, like, things when certain things go the way they're not supposed to, you're like, oh god, like, how are they going to get out of this? Because when they get when they get the tra- the cash trolley in is down into the vaults, the the briefcase is put right on top of the thing of the one he's in. Yeah, which is obviously not good because when it does get wheeled in, and if it would slip off of it, it would trigger all the alarms too. Exactly. So like, r- yeah. r- right, right off the bat, that's just that that's that's not good. No. Uh, but <laughs> uh, some, uh, something else that happens is actually that's it for major complications as of right now. So you also, I was gonna give a lot of credit to Carl Reiner in this scene because he has some really good physical acting. Right about here because he's like fakes having like a heart attack because he's like really sweaty, and, like really oh, short of breath. So fucking hilarious though. Like, cause like you, like you don't like you don't know if like it's like a planned thing or not. I mean, like I was obviously kind of figuring you, you out. You feel that like they it's were, planned, but like 
diverted. Maybe, yeah. did, did, did Saul actually die on the job? But it was funny because you could see him like slowly start to like try to divert the attention. I kind of like was yeah. on to that, but it was beautiful how like natural it was. It wasn't one of those over the top, yeah. you know, ridiculous um, things. It was natural. You could see him start to sweat and just like every, everything looked natural, man. It's, it was, I mean, it's, it's hilarious how they pull it off. But surprise, Danny isn't on the heist. And that whole thing with Rusty was just a ploy to get Linus properly motivated for his newfound role in this whole thing. Come on, you didn't think... Clooney was not going to have a hand in this. Come on, you know, you know Clooney's going to be here. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, so Brat, so uh, Rusty plays the doctor. I love what he's like, someone call, someone call for a doctor. <laughs> yeah, like he was like doing like TV acting or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, now is about the time where the, pi- where the pinch or the AMP is about to go off. Yeah. And yeah, enough power to knock out, knock out all of Vegas for 30 seconds crazy yeah crazy but it it, it goes with such with such this, the timing of this and also i do love the way people are reacting after the pinch where like everyone's trying to everyone's freaking out on the casino floor yeah the boxers trying to fight each other i think some regular people jump in the ring at some points yeah it, it's it but it, it's natural though it's like you, it, there would be hysteria i mean you're like you're at this huge thing with like this is a city of lights man like all of a sudden this happens it would be like craziness for sure you see a waitress get clothesline which is funny yeah <laughs> yeah uh yeah, so I don't know what Clooney, what uh, Danny and Matt Damon are wearing, but they're wearing like leather, like leather shirts and cargo pants. Yeah, yeah, something really, yeah, it's uh, something really random. Yeah, so it's now time. So yeah, time they're at the vault doors. The end is planting the, explo- the explosives, uh, but then like because his hand is hurt, he gets stuck in the door. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so he can't move away in time for them to blow the door, and he's like stuck. You're like, you're like, oh my god, is he gonna, is he gonna get blown up? And they're and they're trying and they're trying to be like, and they're trying to like tell him like, hey, don't blow the door, do not blow the door. Yen is still stuck. Do not blow the door. Yeah. And like, like the way like he builds te- the Stoneberg builds tension in this movie, it's actually like, tension for sure. It's very, it's phenomenally well done. But it's not forced. It's like it's, no, it's natural. Not. Like that's a naturally way of building tension in this film. Like it's not like oh he just threw that in there. But it's like you get it. You understand. Yeah. It's like shit. The padding of his his wrap got stuck in there. Shit. He's against the clock now because they're gonna blow the they're gonna blow the door. Yeah, but but also like I love the way he diffuses it because like he's they're about to blow it. They're ready. They hit the button. <laughs> Turn ba- batteries. Yeah. The batteries are dead. It's like, just, like I, I don't I don't understand. Check the batteries. Uh, like, you, you got me there, Sonny. <laughs> yeah. And like it, it blows up like almost like unceremoniously. like almost unceremoniously. <laughs> yeah. It's, really, I mean, it's almost shit. like it's like almost like when Wally Coyote like falls down or whatever. Yeah. It's that delayed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we, th- we then get you know, yin- wait for it, wait for it. We then get Yin's only line in this film, which is maybe my favorite, my favorite of the entire movie. Like, Where the fuck you been? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is great. <laughs> yeah. So they then start packing up the money. Uh, and you think like, oh, like, oh shit, they're about to, they're about to pull this, they're about to pull this off, and then like, here's where things get interesting because they call, as if robbing this place wasn't enough, they call yeah. Terry Benedict and like, hey, what's up? I'm the guy that's robbing you. Check those, check those monitors. <laughs> yeah, so they check the monitors. They show them like the footage of them packing up the money, and then they're just like, <laughs> so like, okay, here's the thing. We're only packing up half of it. You see, we're only, we're only packing up half of it. You do what we say, you're only going to lose half your money. Yep. Yeah, if you if you don't, we destroy all your money. Lose so all of it. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what, what do you want to do? Do you want to lose $80 million in secret or 160 publicly? But then keep in mind, though, also, if, if they lose everything, they also lose it, too. The, the Ocean's Eleven, they, they lose out of it, too. So Yeah. But, I mean, it's – look, to, to put it to this dude's sneer, that, you, oh, you yeah. take that risk. Oh, it's worth it. Oh, you, you're wor- it's worth it, and you know the fact that he's going to bite. I mean, he's he's it's it's you think about it, and that's the other reason why I think we didn't mention this. The reason why that they chose to do this during a fight is because they bring in more, they have more money on hand exactly during uh, weekends at uh, yeah they, in they Vegas it's, because it's, of the fights. It's fifty, it's fifty to 70, 70 million on a weekday, eighty to ninety on a weekend, and, and weekend about fifty, of, I think weekend of a weekend yeah. of a fight. Yeah, hundred hundred fifty million, like, a, a little yeah. upward of one hundred. So that's why they chose this. Yeah. Yeah, so their whole thing is like, hey, look, you're gonna get six, you're gonna get six cash bags in the elevator. Take them to this, mm-hmm. take them to this van, take them to the, take them to this van. Do not go to the driver's seats. <laughs> yeah, do not approach the driver's seats. It's gonna drive off, and then once we get word of that, we exit, and you're all good. Yeah, and so yeah, Terry Bannock's not letting him go. He's having the van, he's having the van followed as you would expect. And then you know, SWAT team shows. SWAT team shows up. Bags are blown. You think, oh crap! Did they? Did they? Did they get found? Did they get found out? Did this whole this yeah. whole heist for nothing? Uh, but then they get to the, the van gets to an airfield. We find out that the van's being driven by a robot or a remote. Con- it's a remote yeah. control van. Yeah. But yeah, they had we, we had self driving cars in two thousand one. Yeah. What the hell were we waiting for so long for, guys? Come on, we had no one. Yeah, so we found out that there was never actually any money in the bags. They were no, they were all strip strip, strip club uh, vouchers or coupons. Uh, fly, flyers for hookers. Flyers. Yeah, it was absolutely hilarious. It's got to be a lot of flyers to fill yeah. those bags. Yeah, seriously, to fill up six bags? Yeah. Absolutely. We also found out that the thing we were seeing on the monitors actually wasn't happening. What we were seeing no. was pre-recorded footage because... At the front of the vault, there was a Bellagio, a Bellagio like carpet, Bellagio tiling installed. Yeah, that was installed like the week of the the week before that all that happened. So what other like, movie did we watch that they did that where it wasn't happening live? Or was it like Saw did that stuff? Saw did do that, yeah. Or Saw two did Saw that. did some of that shit. And then what, was there another movie that kind of did that where you think it's happening live time but it was recorded? Maybe. Well, I, I'll have to go back and we'll, like tell I'll have what to think about mean. it, but yeah, they've used that trope's been used like literally after all this. Yeah, so it's like, really like, cool how they make it play. So like you're wondering, like, what happened to all that money? And like the way like it just like bait and switches, like you're like, oh, like you're like, oh, so they got they got with eighty. We won one six. We got with eighty. That's cool. But the way they do this like whole switch on you, yeah, is we find out that the SWAT team that went in to get them was, was the crew. It, yeah. Yeah, they so, rerouted the nine one one call. Yeah, they rerouted the nine one one call. Yeah. They took it as soon as they got the call. They went in disguise as a SWAT team. <laughs> it took the money, and they took everything. Dude, <laughs> it, and to see that scene where like you see Pitt and all those guys in like their SWAT gear just holding those bags of money, it's hilarious. Yeah, and like the whole the whole react the whole reaction just like, damn. Like, yeah, you, so they took all one sixty. They, they, they took all one sixty with they them. They took everything. Yeah, and that whole scene was literally a bluff scene to get those to cha- to bait them to to yeah. go over there and think that they had them, but they didn't. Think about it: if they didn't call nine one one, they never would have gotten the money. No, no. Yeah, and the fact is, like Danny Ocean, he got back to the room. He got back to the room where he was being held. 
Yeah. So with they can't, his body, like with his buddy there. Yeah. They can't tie him to the heist. Nope, because he was there the whole time. Like nobody saw him do otherwise. So it was, you know, he's he's pretty much clear. Yeah. But in the, and here and here comes like the here comes like the biggest the biggest part of the heist for Danny because like where he's like, look, I can get your your money back, but you gotta leave Tess. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal, right? No big deal. The thing is though, like they reroute the security the footage from the security cam in that room the test the Tess's room yeah because like Rusty tells her to go like go back to your room and watch TV they reroute the security of the cam footage from that camera to her room and she hears she sees Benedict saying that he will let Tess go to get his money back so basically showing you that money really stands in the way of him and Tess. He doesn't give a shit. No. He would throw her away for money in a heartbeat. So exactly. we see his true colors. So she sees that and she, you know, the, he decides to go back to Danny, the person who really gave a shit about her from the beginning. Which is cool. <laughs> yeah. But Danny's going back to prison for a couple months anyway just because he broke his parole, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. A couple months, uh, $16 million a piece or whatever I think the cut is, like yeah. $15, 16000000 million a piece. Yeah. Uh, but then you get like the my favorite my favorite scene of the entire film is the fountain scene. It's them going to look at the fountain in front of the Bellagio. Yeah, and it's just like the the, the music the music cues the way they're all looking the the way the, the physical the, the face acting of all of them where they all realize yeah. like we're probably never gonna see each other again. But we did something fucking great. Well, not great. Yeah, it's I'm like, not great, so, like, it's like, so, like a moral standpoint, but we, we did something fucking incredible. Yeah, and we're gonna be like 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 son of a bitch. We really did it. Like, yeah, like we did this. And then, like, just the way that like, they all like, like, all like leave one by one at at, at yeah. different times. Yeah, it's just like the holy grail of like heist, man. Like you, yeah. you, you pulled this off, like to to rob these three casinos and do it un- unscathed and unfound. I mean, it's it's tremendous. Like it's like it's never been done. So like to them, they they accomplish everything. They accomplish, you know, their Mount Everest. I mean, it's 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 it is a cool scene. Yeah, it's just the it's the way of saying you know tip tip the tip a hat to each other. They're all saying they're all <laughs> saying their goodbyes. Until the sequel, yeah. Uh, until a couple years, yeah. They ba- they ba- they bask in their accomplishments, and they all just go their separate ways. Yeah, uh, except for Rusty and Danny, because those those two were the real those two were the real friends. He goes and tries, those are the OGs, man. Come on, yeah. he goes he goes to get he goes to get Danny out of prison because he's being released in, like it's three to six months. They they don't yeah. give an actual month. They say three to six months later. And I like that because he—that's what the time frame Danny told Tess that he was going to be three to six months. Yeah. And I, 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 I think that was kind of funny. Three to six months later. Yeah. So him and Tess are back together. Rusty's draft. Rusty's like it seemed like you know it seemed like this is their happily ever after, or is it? Yeah. Because yeah. Benedict's men are there waiting for him too, and they know that. Yeah. But yeah, that's where the that's where the movie ends. So, Russell, as someone who had seen the sequels but never the original. What I know this is crazy, this right? <laughs> what, what, what did you think? Of, what did you think for your first viewing, of Ocean's Eleven? I lo- I think it's the best of the three. Um, to me, it's just like that whole entire ensemble cast that you have. Everybody plays their part, kind of like what we were saying. I think Clooney's never been better. I think he's fantastic in this film. The the, the casting of him as Danny Ocean, I think, just what we said before. Uh, Brad Pitt is like the level-headed, um, laid-back voice of reasoning type character I think was perfect in this film obviously the love interest I mean I don't think you get it sexier than Julia Roberts in like the like you know early 2000s I mean she was like you know on top of the world there and uh, you know obviously late 80s all throughout the 90s and then a little bit in the 2000s I mean I think everybody did did perfect in this film I think it's a really fantastic film it just shows you that Soderbergh really had such an eye 
you know, for uh, just talent in general and just what a filmmaker he was going to be. Like what, what we already saw a couple years prior with all the, you know, accolades that he won, obviously an Oscar for Best Director for Traffic, nominated again for Aaron Brockovich, and just to see what would come later on in Soderbergh's uh you know, directorial, you know, repertoire, but a fantastic film overall. It goes by really fast. The hour and 55 minutes blow by rather quickly. And uh, yeah, it does leave you wanting more. No, it does. And yeah, I do think it's a great setup for a franchise. I, I, I love this film. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Maybe my favorite film of 2001. Um, I think that, yeah, the, the ensemble is fantastic. I think everyone is ideally cast for the role they have. I think that they all have great chemistry. I think the highest exciting, I think it's excellently paced. Like this, this, I agree. There's a two-hour film that feels nowhere near two hours. No, um, it doesn't. Yeah, I think that it, it, the, you feel the stakes, you feel the tension, you, you want everything you want from a great heist film, you get with Ocean's Eleven. Absolutely. Yeah, I've seen this movie countless times. I will continue to watch it countless times. I love this film, and the sequels, uh, I'm a little mixed on, but... 13's probably the weakest. I think we can agree on that. I don't know. I remember liking 13 better than 12, really? but... Really? It's uh, a, a conversation for another day. I haven't seen either in a while. So. It's been a long time for sure. I definitely need to revisit those. But, yeah, so that was Ocean's Eleven. So, that's, and that's it for our show. So, Ross, you want to get our pub before you head out? Yeah, you can find us on Facebook, Notorious by Chance. is the Facebook group. Go ahead and join it. That's where we put up our polls for you guys to vote on. Can I also find us on YouTube, Notorious by Chance is the YouTube channel there. Uh, we'll be putting new content up eventually. We did have a uh, I think Chance put up some top fives there. Yeah, new content, I, yeah. So. I was I was I would done one this week, but I was busy. So. Yeah, I mean, life gets in the way, but we still have, like I said, we still have newer content, and we'll definitely be putting new stuff on YouTube. So keep an eye open for that. You can find my Twitter Instagram Chance Worth underscore ninety one. Check the movie Trivia Showdown where I play. Uh, I don't know I'm going to have another match. I know I'm going to have one at some point in the future. Uh, but, you know, Free Frost coming up, and maybe I'll make an appearance. Maybe I won't. You'll have to watch the tune to find out and then check it out at the Shimoda Entertainment Network. Uh, and, yeah, that's going to do it for us here in Taurus by Chance. And tune in next week. That's Russell. I'm Chance. That's Russell. I'm Chance. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>